following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> Inside Studio B for another edition of the Intentional Foul, Josh and Dan, with you for another week. Another week of the NFL in the books. We've had Brewers baseball, Badgers off to a 4 0 start, and the NBA started today in one of your favorite cities of all time, at least for the Bucks. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. I like yeah? it. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. It's, a, it's kind of a cool little thing they're doing. All right. So. We got a lot to talk about. So. And also, um, a couple bucks in the uh, in the pockets of college athletes. This is kind of just a recently developing story. So we got we got a lot to cover. We can get right into it. Packers played last Thursday. You thought it was hilarious that I was at a concert instead of watching the game. I did, especially the concert that you were at. I that, know. that really made me laugh. Well, we were in the middle of an alfalfa field somewhere that had just been harvested along, along with like 20,000 other people. And the... The, the cell service, like, I'm lucky I got one text to you because once everybody else showed up, oh, sure, I couldn't get a signal to save my life, couldn't do anything. <laughs> so, like, you know, you were texting me, Michael was texting me, I was trying to keep up to date. The guy behind me was like, If you have any updates on the Packer game, let me know. And everybody was, I mean, everybody was trying well, to get well, out and nobody could. I saw yesterday was, was uh, your wife Jane's birthday, yes. happy birthday to her. Uh-huh. Was that part of a was that part of the birthday weekend um, or? <sighs> I mean, kind of. We, she had asked about that concert months ago, and we had just happened to get tickets through the station. And, and who was it again? Luke Bryan. Okay, all right. Yeah, the guy with two first names, basically. Yes, and okay. that's not. And none of them, I don't think, first or last, or even any of his given names. You could play for, the most famous song he's ever had to right now, and I would never have heard well, it before. I don't get in. I just do sports <laughs> now. So like, now that I'm out of country music and I just talk on a country music station about sports, you could tell me a song title and I couldn't name you who sang it. Right. That's right. that's just, but it was cool. It was a nice atmosphere, whatever. So, I mean, and I guess in all honesty, I'm glad I missed the game. I got back just in time um, to sit down and watch the last handful of plays and watch Rodgers throw a pick to end it, which was like, oh, okay, glad I made it. But, I, you know, I was listening to, to WJVL or we're a Packers affiliate, so I was listening to that on the way home. And it was an interesting game. I watched pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, I you know I think after this weekend, uh, we can safely say the NFC North is the best division in football. I think so. I don't know that it's even particularly close. I'm surprised how well the Lions are playing. Hey, I watched that entire game on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Kansas City didn't play great. Uh, but the Lions are better, I think, than people thought. Uh, I mean, I look, they're they're two plays from being four and zero. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you got a tie clearly. Yeah. So, um, but from what I was told, another fast start for Green Bay. Yep. And you know, touchdown on the first drive, and it that seems like that happens, and everybody's like, "All right, we're gonna you know whatever womp on them." They got out to a big lead against Minnesota, and then I don't know. It's just the it's just the the conservatism that seems to plague this team. I don't know why they can't 
keep on the gas pedal. Because you see teams like New England, you see teams like the Rams, and granted they lost, but they still put up a ton of points. You see teams like this that can score a lot and win lopsided games. And I just, I don't know why you can get out to such a lead and can't keep on them. Well, and yeah, you sometimes that's a function of personnel. You know, if you have a very young team, you could script you can script your first 15 20 plays and look good because the young guys come out of the locker room knowing what you're running. Um it's not really the case with the Packers. I mean, you've got a veteran you've got a veteran line. Obviously, you've got a veteran quarterback. Devontae Adams has been around a while. Jimmy Graham's been around a while. So you can't really use that as an excuse. I mean, Aaron Jones and and maybe Allison or or Valdez Scanling, yeah, they're young, but I don't know, man. It's a weird thing. Like, I'm not sure. Is this an indictment of Lafleur? I think it almost has to be. I mean, I don't know if it's an. Indi- it could be an indictment of Goody, um, as well. I mean, you know, you you go with these wide receivers. You don't. I mean, all that I've been reading on Twitter is that. Okay, AJ Green's available. Put, try and give give somebody something for him. Um, try and see what you want for Fitzgerald. Try and see what you want for. And I, I, I mean, I forget the last name that was that that was brought up um, earlier today by my um, by my cousin, um, Stefan Diggs. You know, something like. I mean, see what see what you can offer some of these teams for for one of these guys to get a second dominant guy because after Devontae Adams. Who are you going to? Mm-hmm. There's nobody else, right? And glad everybody was on the on the Jake Kumaro bandwagon. What's he done? Nothing, right? So where where are we going? And and as much as you say you want to ta- target Devonte Adams, it seems like teams have done a really good job of taking him away. Well, and then nobody else is around. On Thursday night in the first half, I think he had eight or nine catches. They had no chance of stopping him. The Eagles. I think they were down two D-backs anyway, mm-hmm. and then later on in the game, another one got hurt, but they had nobody that could guard him but in the team, first half. But teams before that have done a good job of taking him out, and yep. Rodgers and, and LaFleur have said um, publicly, like, we need to do a better job of getting him the ball. Well, and you could tell he he's had some complaints after the Minnesota game. Yeah. Or, uh, after, was it the Minnesota game yeah, the or, most recent or, or, game? Or, or is that Chicago. Whatever. Yeah. He was complaining about not getting enough targets, and obviously... They took that to heart because Rodgers and him were were dialed in in yeah. the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, give Philly credit in the second half. They adjusted a little bit, and the Packers went away from him because I think he only had two or three targets in the second half, which, again, I don't get that. I, I don't get the all of a sudden the big disparity. But, you know, LaFleur can call the play. Rodgers has the ball. Right. So, you know, maybe, maybe try to force one into your guy, which we know he hates because he doesn't want to ever have a turnover. Nope. Um, but, you know, I, I listened to um, some of the national guys the last couple days, and most of them have been singing Rodgers' praises after the game. He threw for over 400 yards. He had a couple touchdown passes. Um, I even heard Cowherd go as far as to say as it was one of the four or five best Rodgers games he's ever wow. seen, which I think that's a little hyperbolic. For week four? <clears throat> okay. But I found it very interesting Excuse me, and you you won't like this. Okay. But I find it kind of funny that the Packers are 3-0. Yes. Aaron Rodgers comes out and says what? 
The offense needs to be better. Offense needs to be better. Yes. Okay. Well, what happens on the following Thursday? He throws for 400 yards. He has his his three touchdowns. They lose the game. Yeah, because the defense got gashed on the ground. He had for eight, the second week in he a had row. Eight pass attempts inside the ten yard line in the fourth quarter, and he didn't complete any of them. Terrible. I I thought that was very bad schematically, and I've said that for years. Even when Mike McCarthy called those plays, I just don't understand why you have that close quarters with so many receiving targets that nobody can get into free space. But and my, you don't even try to run the ball. And yeah, yeah okay. That's that's and you're I 100% agree with the, that. The, the ball's in ha- his hands. My, he should be able to do something my, with. My my point is though if if I think I think in the long run this this loss could be great for Green Bay because if I'm LaFleur, I'm going into Rodgers and I'm saying, "All right, man, we did it your way this week. We threw the ball 50 times." You got your numbers. You got your stats. You looked great. We lost. I mean, look, do you want to win or do you want to be the reason we win? Do you think that conversation would take place like that or at least some semblance of it? I don't know if LaFleur's got enough balls or clout to do that. That's that's where I'm thinking. But, I mean, and we talked about it a little bit last week with Rodgers, a little bit of the self-reflection. It's like, yeah, man, you played great. You lost. Period. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the defense got gassed, which they did. They got gassed the other games, too. No, no. So, I don't know. I mean, Rodgers played a nice game. Um, but anytime we've seen early in the year these teams that have that have put all this on their quarterback and had them throw the ball 45, 50 times, they're not winning the game. You know? So, I mean, I think Jared Goff in the Tampa game, I think he threw 61 passes. <laughs> Yeah, and they scored 40 points. Right, but they, they lost. They gave up 55. You know? So, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons of that. I know Rodgers is used to kind of doing whatever he wants offensively. And, you know, they struggled to run the ball, but they also didn't stick with it. You well, know? That's, and that's what I would and, be curious about. Williams got knocked out early in the game. Maybe that's a factor. I don't know. But, but you got they were so high on Dexter Williams and I don't even know who the third running back is behind Jones and and Jamal Williams. Right. Um, and I didn't watch the game, so I didn't know if Jones split carries with anybody else. I mean, obviously you're not. They didn't hand off. You're not running with Danny Vitale. So maybe that was a factor in just completely going away from the run. But, it, I, I mean, I've said for a couple seasons now, even when he was hurt, I, and 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 Michael asked me the same thing. Are we sure Aaron Jones is any good? Yeah, I think he's just a guy. That's kind of where I'm at. And yeah, he had a hundred yards in a game this season, but that's that could be a product of just giving him the ball X amount of times and getting some good blocking against a below average defense. I mean, if he gets it out in space on a mismatch, he's very fast. That's fine, but there's a lot of guys that are fast. Correct. So is Correct. he just a guy, or do we need, or, or is, do the Packers need somebody else that's a, more of a game changer? I think they need a little bit of uh, of toughness. I, they, I think they have the same problem the Bears do with their running game. I don't think they have a bruiser. And you talk about guys that you could be targeting. I'll tell you a guy. I think both of those teams should be targeting Adrian Peterson. He's rotting away in on the second worst yes. team in football on a team that doesn't even really want him based on the fact that he wasn't even active week one. Mm-hmm. You put that guy on a contender and fire him up, and, and I mean, you're running him, what, 10, 12 times a game trying to get some short yardage? I think that's exactly the kind of guy both these teams need. 
I wouldn't mind the veteran presence of the veteran leadership, obviously, but... Um, but the lack of running game is really hurting the it offense. Is. It totally is. And, yeah. and, this, and this was the first time we see the little bit of a mirror of the Mike McCarthy thing where it's like, yeah, you say you want to run the ball, and then you don't do it. What's well, the people, gift and the curse of Aaron Rodgers? He's always there to bail you out. You know, when things aren't going well in one facet of your offense, you can always say, well, we got 12. We can just chuck it around. Well, and they even said it in the game the other night. There ain't no Jordy. No. There ain't no Cobb. No. There ain't no Jennings. Yeah, Devontae Adams is really good, but your drop-off to number two is... He's also getting to be really injured. But that drop-off from one to two might be as big as any team in football. Serious. It might be. You know? I'm I'm, I'm fine with that, and it seems like the two, three, and four are all the same. They're just interchangeable parts. Right. But the drop-off then is still the same from 1 to 3 and 1 to 4. Right. And you don't have anything else. Allison or MVS will have their one or two plays a game where you're like, oh, yeah. Right. Well, I'm not, but you might be. But then, you know, it's like then they disappear. Yep. Mm -hmm. They just disappear for the game. And and the tight end position is is a problem. Can somebody remind Jimmy Graham (laughs) that he has two hands? I I was listening to one of All he does is go up with one hand. It's not a – I know you played hoops – it ain't a rebound. I was bro. listening to I think Kornheiser from Friday and one of the guys on there. At, they the whole panel thought that he should have caught that pass in the back of the end. I, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. He if he goes up with two hands, I think he catches it. But that's kind of his deal. But then, but okay, behind him you've got Mercedes Lewis and Big Bob Tanyan, and I think a lot of people were excited about Jay Sternberger. He can't block. He's, Isn't everybody always excited about the third string guy? Well, what the hell, man? That says that you got <laughs> that you're not excited about the first or second uh, string guys. True, true. So I mean, like when you're excited about draft pick, that means that position group is garbage, right? Which clearly the last two or three years, four years, it has been. I mean, like you said, God bless Jake Kumaro. He's a fellow Whitewater Warhawk, right? But he's he's a sixth receiver. He's he's the new Janice. Yeah, basically, right? But now he can't even get on the field, right? So I I mean. I don't know. I don't know. And now Adams has turf toe, which is always a lingering problem, which who knows how healthy he's going to be. If he's you, gonna... could, you could tell on the replay, too, uh, it, it, his foot really got tucked up yeah. under him, and he immediately started pulling his yep, foot back. I saw that. And I think they thought it was a cramp initially, but no such luck. Um, defensively, I mean, Michael and I were talking today. Oren Burks got back to practice after that pectoral muscle injury. Um. He said he was just looking to kind of make a difference. But, I mean, even if you put him inside, they don't do a whole lot of two inside linebacker sets with Blake and whoever else is going to be in there. So, I don't know. I mean, this team has focused so much on improving the pass rush that now they've completely gotten away from stuffing the run. And and Michael and I were also talking, like, has anybody checked on Muhammad Wilkerson? I mean, yeah, he tore his Achilles, and he was on a one-year $5 million deal. I don't think he's on a team anymore, but that's a big guy up the middle that you might just want to put just to clog and bring him back on a veteran's minimum or something if he's not working. Because right now, what you're doing, yeah, you're getting after the quarterback, although they did not have a sack um, against Carson Wentz for the first time this season on Thursday. But so much focus in the pass rush, now people are just running down their throats. Yeah, they got they got a problem. And, yeah. you know, we talked a little bit about it last week. The fact that they had been playing from the front 
for the first three oh, games, that, that helps. It helps immensely. Teams don't want to run the ball. Exactly. Yeah. You know, once this game got close and Philadelphia was able to take the lead, I mean, they were getting Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. I mean, it wasn't three yards in a cloud of dust. It was seven, nine, eight. And they got a good know. offensive line. That they helps do. too. They do. That they helps. Do. Yep. But I mean, but so- you're right. The 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 guys they signed are pill, pin your ears back and get to the quarterback yeah. kind of players. Yep. And when you finally face a top-notch quarterback, an athletic mobile quarterback, which it ain't Flacco and it ain't Cousins, they yeah. finally were a little bit exposed. And now and, you got another one coming in Dallas on, on oh, Sunday. I mean, have fun with Zeke. That's what I mean. Is he going to run for 250 Ooh. yards? I mean, to me, you game plan this game. We could talk a little bit more about in the matchups, but you this is one of those games where you make Prescott beat you. You overload the run and count on your athletic secondary to stick with those wideouts and just pray that one of the linebackers can keep with a tight end. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Witten, so I think our, you and I could stick with that the tight chair end. could guard him. The guy moves like a freaking robot. But I mean, you make you make. Dak Prescott beat you, but you do yeah. not allow Zeke Elliott to run for 300 yards. No, that, absolutely. Well, finally, a couple of shaky calls went against the Packers at home. <laughs> this is your favorite thing. Yeah, no, there was, there, well, there was, they were bad both ways, but I think it probably impacted the Packers more. Um, just these, these pass interference calls that can be reviewed. I, I don't know. Now, Pass interference has now fallen into the same category as as what is a catch. Mm-hmm. What is pass interference? Yep. There was one um, they went to replay on where Elshon Jeffrey went up to catch one, and the Packer D-back slapped his left arm down and obviously didn't catch the ball. They didn't call that a pass interference, um, which clearly it was. There was one later that went the, the opposite way where it should have been a pass interference on Philadelphia against a Packer receiver. It's almost like they, they don't want to reverse the call is the way it kind of seems. Well, would you want to? I mean, Well, but you, they put the rule in. I know, but referees never like to get overturned, so they like well, to but stay that, with... That's what happens when you have a referee I, in the box I in New York. I understand. You got to get an independent party there. You're right. I You're mean, because right. that's bullshit. Yes. Al Riveron is sitting there, and yeah, he's he's protecting his guys. Correct. But you know, when 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 you have all this technology, and there's 15 million people watching a Thursday night football game, and 14 million 999 of them are losing their mind over this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know who they uh, think they're fooling. This is just. I mean, there's. I would get rid of that rule right now. Well, you and I have talked about it. Too many penalties. Too much to watch. I mean, they they said for the first couple of weeks, I mean, they said going into this season that they were going to be watching holding more. Yeah. Then holding calls were up by an a ridiculous an exorbitant amount. amount yeah. And now they've backed off on that a little bit. So it's like, to me, well, what do you want to focus on? You could easily say the head of the officials to tell your guys, just back off a little bit and be a little more lenient. Mm-hmm. And they do it. Clearly, it's coming down from the top where it's you got to watch for this, you got to watch for this, and watch that closely. Like it's mandated on what they can do after holding calls. I mean, that's what you go into the season watching for, and then it drops off after a couple weeks. Why can't you do that with anything else? I know they, uh, it, that's just that crap they do every year in these in these pro leagues. So the NBA does it all the time. They're going to call hand checking, and they call it in November and December, and then it gets to the playoffs, and guys are just mauling each other. So it's not unique to football, but I feel like because so you know because it's only one game a week, mm-hmm. everything is so magnified in sure. these 
individual calls, especially pass interference, which, you know, that can be a that can be a 40, 50 yard or a touchdown play that changes the game. Um, I don't know. I, they they got to figure something out because it's not been pretty the first four weeks. All right, let's go to the Bears. They beat the Redskins a couple of weeks ago yeah, on two, Monday night. Two games since our last yes. pod. Busy time yes. for for the old Bears, which is nice. In Mitch Trashitsky. Yeah, I said it. Well, again, you're gonna have if you're gonna lean on a particular as you know aspect of your team. Packers get to lean on Rodgers. The Bears get to lean on the defense. When you force five turnovers, you better win the freaking game. Yeah, yeah. Washington is atrocious. Bad, very bad. And and that I think is is it the do they play this week? Is it is it the Skins and the Dolphins next week? Next Dolphins week. are on a bye. That's gonna be the game where. I think the loser of that has a really good chance of not winning. A Red game. Zone might not show any plays. <laughs> Can't find any to Can't show find any. that are good. Um, so yeah, you can run down the the bear stuff. Well, there's not much to talk about from the from the Monday night game last week. It was just pretty much a piss pounding by the defense. Five turnovers, like you said, from Keenum. Um, Bears had a pick six from Ha Ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just pretty much dominant. Uh, they, you know, the Redskins scored a few points in the second half when the game was pretty much out of hand, but uh, that was pretty dominant performance. But not quite, in my opinion, not as dominant as Sunday against the Vikings. No, absolutely not. That was one of the most dominant defensive performances I've seen in a very long time in that in this league. Um, you know, they took the leading rusher in the NFL and Delvin Cook and absolutely ground him into nothing. Uh, he was having a hard time even getting back to the line of scrimmage on some of these runs. Um, and Kirk Cousin, I mean, that guy is just perpetually hearing footsteps against good teams. He cannot wait to uh, get rid of the ball or get out of the pocket. Khalil Mack got him. Uh, I think he had two fumbles. Cousins did. Um, you know, you got Adam Thielen coming out after the game, basically calling out his quarterback yep. for not being able to throw the ball down the field, which, look, the guy the last two years has had, like, 290 targets. He's got 20 after four games this year. Um, I know the Vikings wanted to change it extension. up. Yeah, and I know Zimmer wanted to change it up because he wants to run the football. But, look, Delvin Cook's really good. But when you got Thielen and Diggs and Kyle Rudolph as your offensive uh, receiving weapons, and you've got a thirty-two million dollar quarterback. You got to you got to be able to throw the ball. Um, but the Bears did a good job. They took some stuff away from the Vikings. Um, like I said, very dominant. That their front seven is as good as I've seen maybe since the two thousand Ravens. Um, and they were missing two starters: Akeem Hicks, who's yep. probably their second best defensive player. Did play Smith? I don't know what What's the hell's going, going on, there? on there. He was a Late scratch for personal reasons, and then he's and then he was on the sideline in street. And clothes. they've been very close to the vest with it. Nagy doesn't talk about this kind of stuff. And now, I mean, Lafleur is kind of the same way with you know not talking about injuries. It's you guys look at the injury report. That's what you get. I'm not touching on anything else. And Mac and Trevathan both said today they were pretty cryptic about it, but they led me to believe that he won't be gone long. Okay. I don't know. You know who knows? I mean. Personal reasons it, it could mean anything. It could mean anything. It could mean something with his family. Right. Um, I don't know. Man, as much as these guys get hit in the head, right? I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have had a bad reaction to something that happened the week before. But but the big news with the Bears is Trubisky getting hurt. Yep. Again, first possession. Um, Chase Daniel coming in, kind of saving the day, doing doing what he does, which is uh, game manage. 
He did it last year. He came in and won a, uh, won a game or two for them when Trubisky was out. Um, I don't really know what to make of this. I tell you, man, and and you and I have talked about it, and I'm and I, I think the pendulum is starting to swing back the other way, especially after Daniel comes in. And granted, the defense led to the victory against Minnesota, but the offense still has to put up some points. And the fact that he's able to step right in and do that as a perpetual backup quarterback in the league, I don't know that anybody thinks that the Trubisky selection is a, was a great idea anymore. No, and, and look, Trubisky or Daniel, regardless of who is in there, everybody knew going in this was going to be a low-scoring smash-mouth game, probably in the teens. So I'll be interested to see how Daniel goes up against Oakland this week. Um, but the Trubisky thing, I'm... I'm close to being out, I have to say. I don't blame you. Um, you know, we we were texting a little bit back and forth during the game, and, you know, there's there's a part of me that thinks maybe him sitting out a couple weeks will be beneficial to him. Um, he started off so badly in the first three games, well, first two games for sure, um, that maybe he it doesn't really count. Maybe he needs a little bit of a mental reset. I don't know. Maybe they need to... You know, they've talked about simplifying the game. I mean, we're not asking the guy to split the atom here. We're just asking <laughs> you to throw it to the guy that's open. Yes. You know, this isn't, we were talking about it before the pod, about some other stuff. This isn't rocket science right. here. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know. I, You know, can the Bears win the Super Bowl with Chase Daniels as their quarterback? No. No. Can you win it with Trubisky as your quarterback? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, last year, last year was one of those years for the Bears that happens in the NFL once in a while, where a team, you know, they're playing a third, fourth place schedule. Some weird things happen. You get some breaks. The Khalil Mack trade happens. You know, if you look back going into training camp last year, nobody thought that Bear team was going to be any good. Before they got Khalil Mack, everybody right. was like, eh. even I was like, I six, seven wins maybe. Mm-hmm. They end up winning 12 games, so then you go into this year, and everybody's like, oh, Super Bowl. Right. We should have won the playoff game against the Eagles last yes. year. We do that. We think we already beat the Rams yep. during the regular season. Why wouldn't we why, be a Super Bowl contender? You again? And your quarterback completely regresses. So, you know, I don't know if it's a function of he's not. He's just not that good. Um, I heard Ryan Rossillo the other day talking about him. And he said he's met Trubisky a couple of times and, and hung out with him briefly. And he said the guy is one of the most likable, nice, down-to-earth people you've ever met in your life. Every, great. He's a great guy to be around. Fantastic. What but, does that do for but, you on the field? But like he said, I'm not sure he's got that fuck you mentality. You know? And we talked about it a little bit last week with how many of these quarterbacks do you trust down six with three minutes left? You got to win the game. I, it ain't him. No. Nope. It ain't him. It's just not a lot. It doesn't seem to be a lot of fire. So, you know, they and there's things they could do to help. They could play call a little better. They have not run the ball well. Their line has not played well. Kyle Long missed. Kyle Long is the Bears version of Bulaga. He just, there's six <laughs> games a year. He's either going to not play in them well, or he's going to get hurt during them and have to come out. Um, Injury report came out, comes out tomorrow, I think, for Green Bay. Bulaga went out against the Eagles. They had a lot of guys go out with Williams, Adams, uh, Bulaga, Redmond, the safety, Tony Brown, the corner. 
And I want to say I'm forgetting. So, oh, and Montrevious Adams hasn't played for a couple games. So it's like injuries now that you're getting into the quarter mm-hmm. mark of the season, right. those are going to start to to pop up a little bit more for, for teams. But this, this 2019 Bears team, after four games, is looking a lot like those 05-06 Bear teams. The Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman quarterbacked Bears mm. teams where you've got... The best defense in football Mm -hmm. that is scoring points for you almost weekly and you're struggling to pull these games out because your offense is just this 50-pound anvil around your (laughs) neck. It is. It is. You know, I mean, the Bears have played four games, and I don't even really count that Redskin game because they're so atrocious. They haven't scored 20 points yet. That's bad. They, they, They scored three 16 and 16. I mean, you're talking about two offensive touchdowns. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Matt, Matt Nagy should be embarrassed because he's supposed, he's supposed to, be to be the, the offensive guy. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So, I All don't right. know. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. If the Bears go 10 and 6, I wouldn't be shocked. If they went 7 and 9, I'd go, yeah, that's about right. Okay. That's about and, right. And that would be insanely underachieving oh, at this point. 100%. So, so much. I would stick my Bears Super Bowl bet that I made in Vegas in March right in the shredder. All right. We mentioned it's a, a, we're a quarter of the way through the season. You can basically count out a number of teams already, and you could probably have done that after week two. Yeah. Or even a couple of them going into the season. Nobody knew the, I mean, everybody knew the Dolphins, the Jets, done, skins, done. Um, You could probably group the Bengals in there. Uh, as well. Oh yeah, they're they're done. Steelers aren't going anywhere with Mason Rudolph. Nope. I mean, even though they got a victory on Monday night, um, the Broncos aren't doing anything with Joe Flacco. They just lost Chubb and the divisions uh, as too well. Good. Right. That. The, oh yeah, right. Chubb going out. Yeah. That, I mean, they couldn't get to the quarterback no. anyway, and now you, Von Take, Miller's going to get triple team. Right. And the Cardinals are again perpetually bad. There was a little glimmer after Week One with the tie. With the tie, yeah, but that's, yeah, that, that's true. They may win like two games. Mm-hmm. They're bad. Sure bets. I like who you got in there, the Patriots and the Chiefs. I think that's it. I And I think so. I think you probably could have grouped the Rams in there, but when you lose at home and you give up 55 Ooh. points to the Buccaneers, there's a, there's a little bit of a chink in the armor there where teams are like, oh, okay, this can be done. Well, and now you got to go on the road on a short week and play at Seattle, which is one of the tougher places is to that, play. Is, is that the Thursday game? Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, they're probably still going to make the playoffs. Probably, yeah. But, but, I mean, you can't you can't get them as a lock for anything. I mean, there's not one NFC team in there that you really feel great about. You know, and I just got to tell you, <laughs> just when I think I couldn't sound, hate the Patriots more. So like my grandpa. Oh, just when I think I couldn't hate these son of a bitches more. Wow. They pull this game against Buffalo out of their ass on yes. Sunday. Brady plays like a 40-year-old. He was awful. He's thrown out of people's feet. He doesn't want to get tackled. Um, they can't run the ball. They they questionable cheap shot on Buffalo's quarterback, knocks him out of the game in a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. They, they just seem to get all these breaks. When is anybody going to just call this for what it is? They are in the worst division in professional sports of all time. I would not disagree with you at all. And this is where the whole Tom Brady's the GOAT thing, I, 
Who are you I playing? just can't get myself Who there. Who are you playing for six out of your, you know, whatever games, 16 when, games? When, when you are in the worst division in professional sports, you are constantly winning 12 to 14 games every year. You are getting home field advantage and playing in the conference championship at home virtually every single year based on your schedule. You should go to the Super Bowl nine times. It's it's similar. It's the same argument I have with LeBron. Everybody wants to say LeBron's the GOAT. Who the hell was he beating in the Eastern Conference? Nobody. Indiana with Paul George. Five foot three Isaiah Thomas on Boston. A bunch of rookies on Boston. Too. Who was he beating? You have to beat somebody before you get to the title game, before I care. Otherwise, you're just the best of the shit. But then they get to the title game, and you're like, of course they're Okay, in the title well, game for football, again. it's a one-game deal. Right. So anybody can win one game. Yeah. I get that. But... But the, when you have constant when, home field, constant. I mean, what you're you're you're, you're cheating. They had to run <laughs> Belichick's son off the field on Sunday because he stayed too long. Yep. Was watching Buffalo's like, come on, man. I would like to see them get in with the team that they have, and that's fine. And I, I you can't do this obviously, but just for argument's sake, give them the six seed. Let's just see what they do. I, right. Yes, I want to see them play three road games yes. and go to the Super Bowl. Yep. Give them the sixth seed. How you doing then? You know, everybody likes to rag on Peyton Manning because he couldn't beat New England. Well, you know why? Because he was playing in the freaking snow every time. Mm-hmm. It's a dome team. You know, and I mean, remember, um, remember years ago, it was a Penn State-Wisconsin game. Remember when Joe Pa got crushed on the sideline yes. and his leg fell off? Yes. Can that just happen to Belichick? Come on. <laughs> Nothing permanent. Just make his knee fall off. Stick his ass up in the booth. I was booth. just going to say, who was, the, who was the coach in college who did the who had to oh, come in God. on his hospital bed? Was it somebody uh, from Ole Miss? It was the old, like old Miss coach. Yeah. Uh, the guy that got fired for cheating. Yeah. What a surprise. Well, he Must well, be a Belichick it was, disciple. It was an actual hospital yeah, bed up there. He's laying there. on his back. Yeah. Let's do that for Belichick, and you know what? I still, I still bet he'd have a hoodie with the sleeves cut off. The only thing worse than that, I think, this week was was Vontez Burfick Strangers just absolutely murdering Jack Doyle in that game. I and I know the league is going to catch a lot of flack for this because they handle different incidents unevenly. Thirteen prior suspension or that, fines and suspensions. Where though. I'm at, yeah. I mean, the dude is a constant offender all the way back to college. You can say that that okay, well, you messed this up and you messed that up and you messed this. Okay, fine, you have an argument there, but you know what? You got this one right mm-hmm. because to me, it's taken way too long for them to drop the hammer on this asshole for sure because he is out there constantly. Hurting people. And it's funny because then you hear all the, oh, he's such a good guy. It's like, that's great. He can't adapt to the rules. No. He doesn't want to. And then he's running off the field, smiling and blowing kisses. Like, dude, you don't get it. And I'll just say this. The guy in the Eagles that hit Jamal Williams in the Thursday night Mm -hmm. game, his ass should have been thrown out too because that was awful. That was similar to what Trevathan did to to Devontae a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Williams was held up. And dude just came in head to head and, and just him. blasted him. Williams was out before he hit the ground, and he yeah you know they flagged him, but it's like you got to get him out. And then and he's not you're I, kicking I, I college read, kids yep, out. It's right targeting for this targeting shit. Yep. And then in the professional ranks, these guys are head hunting. Get him out four games. That guy in the Eagles four games can't do that shit anymore. Especially now. Yeah. 
That's right. Do it I anymore. mean, b- I mean, before back in the day when you know you and I were growing up, guys love that, and that's and 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 those are the guys you wanted back at safety that ran in and then blew they, people. But up. then they all sued the league. Yeah, that's right. It's the same thing with Kaepernick. I know. We'll give Kaepernick a job. He sued the league. The NFL NFLPA is appealing this, of course, because that's what well, they of do. Course, they got to back their guys. But if they were smart and they really cared about player safety. They should say to the NFL. Make an example. This are, is, this is what you don't we're, do. We're not touching this right, one, guys. Absolutely. Do, do your thing. But they won't do that. No. All right. Let's go on to uh, week five matchups. You already mentioned the Rams at Seattle. That's going to be the Thursday game. Um, That'll be a good one. I might have to check that one out. Here's a terrible game. Arizona at Cincinnati. Oh. I'll tell you what, though. If I heard this, uh, Simmons and Sal were saying this on their pod, and, and uh, I really agreed with it. If Cincinnati called the Bears and offered Dalton for Trubisky, I would do that in a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would be like, what else do you want? Because <laughs> if you put Dalton on the Bears right now today, they're the best team in the North. I think they're one they're, of the two best teams in the NFC. I was going to say that they might be the one of the best two Ooh, in the conference. Man. All right. Um, Buffalo at Tennessee. No, probably no Josh Allen for that game. That's going to be the Matt Barkley special. So if you're a betting man, he's a, he's a business of football. Heavy, guy heavy on the Titans has won the business of football. Uh, in London, do we know whether this is a 9 a.m. Central Time kick? Where are we going to actually wake up and get to see Bears and Raiders? I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming it's early. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Khalil, that's the Khalil Mack revenge game, right? Get rid of me, I'll show you, asshole. And they said in the game the other day that like him and Derek Carr are super tight, like really good buddies. Until so. they get on the field. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be watching for 52 if you're Derek Carr. Uh, Tampa Bay tries to follow up that 55-point performance in New Orleans against the Saints, but still no Drew Brees. So, I mean, this Tampa Bay is what? I think they're 2-2 two and two right now? This is for first. You can go over 500. This is for a share first place in the division. I mean, That'd be really Bruce surprising. Bruce is a good coach. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he started to turn the corner down there. I know, but you got Rockhead I Winston understand. as your quarterback, I though. Know. I know. I Sometimes that. He, he threw a pick so bad, I thought he threw it with his feet the other day. <laughs> and then Mark, Marcus Peters for the Rams. Did you see that uh-huh. play? Marcus Peters for the Rams caught it and ran it into the end zone and got absolutely destroyed by a lineman on the Tampa Bay as he crossed the uh, end line. Uh-uh. Murdered. Wow. Okay. And like nobody said anything. Like his teammates are all picking him up because they're all wanting to celebrate. And, and he, it was like a it was like you a weekend pick, at you just pick was, up a dummy. He was picking up Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh let's see. Minnesota at the New York Giants. That's a snooze fest. Boy, Vikings better win that yeah, one. They they're better in trouble. Badly. Um with is Daniel, yeah. Yeah, Danny Dimes. Um, Philly hosting the New York Jets. What a horrible nickname. Uh, if anybody was going to have the name Dan- Danny, Danny Dimes, Dimes, it should have been me I'm Not 20 touching, years ago. I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, Philly and the Jets at home. Eagles, they they need they need an easy game out yep. of that one. Yep. Um, Baltimore with a really surprising loss. Yeah. With, but they got to bounce back now and, and, and go to Pittsburgh, which, I mean, yeah, it's a tough place to play, but. Ravens shouldn't have lost in the first place. And they talked a lot of shit about the Browns going into that game, and uh, they I, got stomped. I liked it. Um, Patriots at oh the— Oh, my God. We have a lot of blowouts this, or uninteresting games this, game, this week. New England will win by however much Belichick wants to. Probably. Yeah. Especially if they start that Haskins kid, which oh. if they do that to him, 
everybody on that staff should be fired. They're done. You can't do that. And, and, you can't put him in against Belichick. Done. Yeah, that's yeah. not fair. Jacksonville at Carolina, the Gardner Minshew. How does Carolina keep winning? I don't know. I don't know. I bet against him this this past weekend, and I looked at. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I didn't. I don't know. Christian McCaffrey, man, awesome. He he had like forty some touches. Yeah. They're, they're going to kill that guy. Well, and not if nobody touches him. Well, you wonder why the well, touchdowns. But then you wonder why a guy like Zeke holds out for big money because he's like, well, because I'm going to get killed. Uh, Texans hosting the uh, Falcons. Oh, God, got on Houston what this a week. Dumpster and fire. Lost. Can can we just fire Dan? This Quinn is now? a bad week of games. Uh, Denver at the Chargers. Chargers lost. Melvin Gordon didn't. You know, I, I think did, he's did, back. Did the Chargers lose? Yes, I they, they lost. They lost to. Uh, but but now that backup wants to be the starter. They lost to somebody stupid too. That's what I mean. Can't remember so, who it was. Or was that the week before? I can't. I've I've lost track already. But I mean, it's Denver. So. Yeah. Uh, Packers at Dallas, we touched on that a little bit. Uh, Zeke could run for a million and a half. Sunday night football will be the Colts at the Chiefs. That'll be an interesting. That should be a shootout. And then Monday night, where did you come up with this game, NFL? Or the networks? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know who's... Niners and Browns? I mean, I know they wanted to put the Browns on, but, I mean, who's screaming for the 49ers on no! Monday night? No, no. Jesus. And and I think the only reason that, that when the Packers play there, it's an afternoon game just is because it's on the West Coast. You're not going to start that game at, right, at right. 10 a.m. or whatever it is. Right. I mean, yeah, you might be lucky to pull in, um, you know, Buck and Aikman, but it's like it's it shouldn't be the game of the week because they're because of one of the opponents. I think I heard is either four or four and a half Cowboys are favored. Sounds right. I'd say that. I'd take the Packers in the points. Really? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys at uh, Texas Stadium. Okay. He owns them. I'm not just going to go on the lump history when coming off of that game, even though you said it's a good thing, and then who they're facing down as an opponent well, when your your biggest weakness is one of the other team's biggest strengths. I think the it's unfortunate for the Packers, I think, that the Cowboys lost Sunday night to uh, the Saints. Right. Um, especially the way they did. They only scored like 10 points. 10, 10 they points. played like crap. Yeah. Zeke got shut down. Um, so I don't know. That'll be a fun game though. Those are always pretty good right, ones. That's the next week in the NFL. We moved to baseball tonight. We're up against the clock. Yeah. We're about an, about 45 minutes right. away from first pitch of the wild, wild card. card game in the national league. American leagues tomorrow night. It's the Brewers and the nationals Woodruff and Scherzer. Um, got to get out to a lead. Braun went out on Friday. Kane turned his ankle on Saturday. And I was just talking with somebody when I was picking up, um, my daughter from school today. He he's a Cubs fan, but I mean, we just talked to started talking about Lorenzo Cain because he's he's rooting for the Brewers. He'd like to see them do well, and it Cain seems like a sixty some seventy some year old man. Even even when he's quote unquote healthy, he looks like he doesn't want to throw the ball hard. He he looks like he's in pain every time he walks or runs, and then he still makes these catches against the wall, diving stuff. And he still can get on base. He's a grown ass man. Unbelievable. Dude's a gamer. Yes. You know, I played with a guy in college kind of like that. That it, it looked like he was kind of going through the motions, but he was just picking his spots. Like, I'm not going to sprint my ass off to try to get to this ball in the gap because I'm not getting it, but I'll sprint my ass off to try to rob that homer because I think I can get it. Um, but yeah, man, Kane, nothing but respect for that guy. Sure. Playing through a lot of stuff. Um, they're both back in the lineup today, yep. which is a good thing. Um, Shaw 
uh, Tyler Austin and uh, Tyrone Taylor all on the roster, roster today. No Geo, no Davies, no um, but you uh, can, Hauser but because you can, you're not going to use them. But you can change that. You can change that if you win. Correct. Right. You can change so, I mean, the the roster this is just every the roster for this game. Correct. Only. Yes. And you want to get as many bats in yep. in in as you can. And mm-hmm. I really think they got to get off to a Hot a start. lead tonight. I think if uh, if the Nationals jump on the Brewers early, I think they're going to be in trouble. Well, Scherzer and and Martinez said that Strasburg would be available if you needed him. Yeah. I mean that's that's one of the best, if not the best, one two punch in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean not counting and Corbin, not counting Houston. Patrick Corbin had like the best home win win record and win percentage of anybody in the league this year. I so mean, Brewers swept him at home. They got one out of three in Washington, so they got the series four six. But this is this is just one game. It's not a series. Right. So I mean you need to throw everything in the kitchen sink at him right now. I would be surprised if Woodruff pitched more than three. And I, then I and then I, I think the rest was, of the night's matchups. I was gonna say two. You know? But, yeah. I think the rest of the night's gonna be matchups and you know that it's worked. It's got him this far. Well, and, and this is what council has shown a propensity for actually doing okay when you got to throw in a guy for an inning and a half, an inning, a couple of outs, stuff like that. And when you only have one game, maybe it can work in your favor. I, you, just, you just watch the guy, though. It's like he's going to the fucking dentist with no Novocaine. <laughs> In the in the dugout, he's just gr- meat grinding you, in there. Just did ugh. you see his daughter the other day? Yeah. Like you're you're winning. Why don't you smile oh, more? Oh, it's, it's painful. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him smile until his daughter said something. His grinding makes me grind when I'm watching the game because he's he's sitting there and he's he'll he's standing there with his arms folded and then he'll look at the phone and then he'll look at Pat Murphy and then he'll look at the phone and then he'll walk around and he's got his arm and it's like, dude. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. That's great. You got to just make a decision here. He just, but he does. He's just kind of a dis- man. I mean, really a disappointing weekend considering the Cubs did their part. Yeah, I right, mean, you right. know, they you, they weren't gonna. You couldn't expect them to sweep. No, but they didn't roll over and die. The Brewers needed one or two of those, and especially the way they lost Sunday didn't mean anything. Game two. Yeah, the, the hater Homer yes. that yep. that hurt, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even a bad pitch. The no, kid, the kid just stuck his bat and he out, stuck it in the, right inside the foul pole. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like it was a bomb to center field that he just barreled up on. Yep, and then and then Albers, the one he gave yep. up in extra innings, was kind of the same thing. It was just yep. kind of off the end of the bat, and um, I, I whatever. I yep. mean, I, I don't know that they were gonna win today. If you had to go down to St. Louis and I guess who knows. Long but. term as well, I think if you get a series with the Dodgers, the Nationals got a better shot. Probably. You know, as far as the series is concerned. Probably. Um, looking at the other series around, Cardinals and Braves. Atlanta was a little bit surprising to me this year of how good of how good they were. Um, St. Louis, not so much. I mean, I knew they were going to be good. Yeah, they had good pitching. Yeah. Cardinals did. Yep. Um, I was a little surprised at the run they went on after the All-Star break, but then the Brewers kind of did the same, same kind of thing yeah. just later in the year. In, in the last month. Uh, American League wild card tomorrow is Tampa Bay and Oakland. Um, that's at the A's Park. Again, surprising how good Tampa Bay is when they don't draw dick. It's two teams that don't draw anybody. And I, I just don't know why that is. People just not interested any, anymore in baseball in Oakland. I mean, I think it, it's just that it's such a uh, the Coliseum is such a dump. dump, and 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 why would you pay a lot of money to yeah. go to to go there? I saw a thing today that listed all of the the uh, fair market online pricing of all the playoff tickets, 
and I think the Brewers were like second to last with like at like 140 bucks a ticket. Surprisingly, the Dodgers were third to last, like 170. The Yankees were number one, 450 dollars. Outrageous. Out. 450. I would have a hard time paying that to go to a a World Series game. Right. No, I wouldn't. I'd pay. No, you you yeah, would. Uh, you would. Uh, you bought this nice. Spe- speaking of the Yankees, though. I don't like the Twins, but damn, man, I kind of feel bad for the Twins. Every time they Draw make them, the playoffs, yes. they play the freaking Yankees. Yep. And Every they, time. And they only beat them in the home run total by one, so it's not like the Yankees are, are a complete slouch, you know, as far. I mean, I mean, the Twins are, are absolutely hitting the cover off the ball this year, setting the record I cannot uh, for believe, home runs. I can't believe but, but they who won else 100 you games. Minnesota, are, then you're going to face either the Astros. You'd love to face either Tampa Bay or Oakland if you could. Yeah. But, I mean, Astros, to me, is no better. You go to Houston or New York, pick pick which one you want. But like the entire, like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, it seemed every year in the playoffs, in the in the division series, the Yankees either played the A's or the Twins, and they beat them every yeah. time, and those A's and Twin teams were really, really good. That's they just, just couldn't beat the Yankees. It's just tough luck, yeah. I guess. All right, let's move on to the Badgers. They stick with number... Oh, hey, uh, wait, oh, my, my boy. Go ahead. My boy. We can say sayonara. To old Rex Bex Madden down at uh, <laughs> I was down talking, at down at Wrigley Dump. I was talking with the with with my buddy Brandon, who was the Cubs fan, um, you know, at at, at pickup today, and he's glad. I, you get two schools of thought from Cubs fans. You get a lot of the grass might not be greener, or it's we're kind of tired of this routine. You know what I mean? And now you come out today and you hear, you know, Theo saying, well, if we can't sign Bryant or Baez, going to have to trade him. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So it's like there's a possibility of a lot of changes coming on the north side, and that might not just be limited to the manager. Yeah, and I've heard some some people, especially some ex-managers, that have kind of voiced their concern about the lack of patience that teams are having with managers now and the, the amount of turnover Year after year after year. Osmus got fired for one year because now Madden's available and they want to go get him. Right. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, but the the thing with the Cubs, and, and Wilbon even said it, it was it was time. Um, since the World Series, they've gotten worse every year. Um, you know, yeah, they had some injuries this year, but you know what? When you have a $200 million payroll, that's not really an excuse. Um, you got to find ways to win. You couldn't, you couldn't even win the wild card. You ended up being... Barely over 500. I mean, they were in a, how many games in a row did they lose up until like that Cardinals series? I think it was nine. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, at the end of the year when you're fighting to make the playoffs and you, and you just completely collapse and it was two years in a row that they collapsed, right. um, you know, and, and Rizzo and some of the guys, they all had nice things to say about Madden and I'm sure they all like him as a person. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of the Packers like Mike McCarthy as a person too sure. last year, but you know, sometimes Change. you got to make some changes yep. and, uh, that's why it's professional sports, mm-hmm. you know? All right. College football, Badgers stay at number eight in the AP, even after an ugly win against Northwestern. Definitely defensive struggle. It's the worst we've seen Jack Cohn look. Watching the game, so many checkdowns or hanging onto the ball, nowhere to go, nobody open downfield. I blame Chris. Too, okay. too conservative. Oh, for sure. Way too conservative. Seemed like it was a very, and I and I tweeted this during the game, The off, it just seemed very unimaginative. Yep. We're going to keep it inside the tackles. We're going to go and see if Taylor can do something. And he didn't do anything. It, it was almost like they were a little fearful of Fitzgerald's game plan and, and Northwestern's defense, and I don't get that. I don't know what you're scared of. I mean, you know? really? Go out and attack rather than just grind it out. 
Yeah. But I know you're trying to get Jonathan Taylor the Heisman. I get it. But when they're stacking the box, use Cephas and these guys' ability. You finally have a really high-level receiving core that yes. you haven't had in a long time. you no. got to use these guys. Taylor's fast. Yeah. Cephas is fast. Danny Davis is fast. You remember, was it two years ago, I think, not a whole lot last year, they got a big fan of that jet sweep. You know, a fake counter coming back. And that, was the old, that was the old Melvin Gordon play for right. a while. Yeah, Coming back the other way, and it would catch teams way. I mean, you didn't see any of that sort of stuff right. in there. There wasn't a lot of misdirection. Ferguson was always the check down. The running backs were the check down, or he'd get sacked. And I just, I was just very, very perplexed about, like, for as for an offense like this that has put up numbers. And granted, it, you faced a couple of bums the first two weeks. Um, but even what you did to Michigan yeah, and, right. and the lead you got to them in a Big Ten team and you're at home? You would have thought that they would have come out feeling as good as you could feel, right. especially offensively. Yes. Um, and I, I just I did, I did, just didn't understand. They're lucky their D showed up, man. Right. Big I mean, time. And they got you two touchdowns. Yeah. Fall on the ball for a fumble and a pick six. Yeah. Otherwise, your offense didn't do you any favors. No. Um, and now you've got Kent State, I think, Michael told me that the line was 36 and Ooh, a half. Eesh. What are you doing? Um, and, the, and then and then you're prepping for homecoming in Michigan State, which would be, a, again, another home game. That'll be um, a grinder. For a 2.30 start time. That'll be a grinder. Yep. That'll be a low-scoring. Then you got to go on the road after that. Then then your home games are done for yep. a while. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm not I'm, – it's hard to take anything – it's going to be hard to take anything away from this week. Michigan State's going to be one of the one of those other you know thermometer check type type of games. Yeah, because even when I mean they're I think they're ranked in the twenties or they're just out this week, um, so they're a good solid team. They're not great, but um, they can certainly beat you. There's no question about that. You know they're going to be tough and hard nosed with D'Antonio as the coach, and um, that should be a good one. All right, um, NBA training camps opened up today. Badger, uh, the Bucks are in Madison. Um, practicing Budenholzer said it's his first trip there. He's excited about it. They already asked Giannis about his contract situation because it's going to be the Supermax offer coming in uh, the summer of, of 2020, and he already is out in front of it saying, we're not going to talk about it a lot. Um, I'm not just not going to deal with it and whatever. And what did I see that he'd, he'd leave? How many million dollars? 90 on the table if he goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess smart move by him just – I mean, he wants to focus on winning. That's been priority one for him, you could tell, yeah. right from the get-go. Yeah. So he doesn't want to deal with this stuff, um, which I think is definitely the right move. Yeah, and I think his comments yesterday were uh, were twofold. I think one part is exactly what you said. He wants to focus on the season. They're trying to win a title. Um, I, will be, I will be shocked if he turns that contract down for a variety of reasons. Number one, I think the Bucks are going to be very good for several years. Number two, um, his family has now lived in Milwaukee for seven years. There's, it's now their home, his mother and his younger brothers. Uh, his brother's still in well, – he's got a younger brother still in high school. Um, I think the other reason that he kind of deferred talking about it the Bucks getting fined fifty thousand dollars for tampering right. last week. I wouldn't be surprised if, as an organization, they kind of came together and said, "Let's just not talk about this mm-hmm. stuff." You know, we don't need to be getting fined. We don't need 
you know, in so many times, especially in the NBA, because there's so much access to these guys and they're playing 82 games a year. It's not going to stop the media from asking any questions. Eventually, you're going to say something that's going to be right. controversial one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Giannis might say, God, yeah, man, I really like Steph Curry. He's a great dude. And all of a sudden, oh, Giannis wants to go to Golden State. And now that's a thing for a week. And I just think that the Bucks and and knowing the, the personnel on the Bucks, they don't have any flamboyance. Budenholzer's a grinder. Horse is a grinder. You know, Middleton, Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, these guys aren't flashy people. Mm-hmm. They're not flashy players, not flashy people. So I think just trying to keep it tamped down as much as you can because you're right. They're not going to stop asking the question. No. Um, but we'll see. I, I Like I said, I'll be shocked if next summer Giannis isn't signing a, a five-year, $250 million contract. Um, I just don't know that a kid from Athens who was selling watches on a street corner seven years ago is going to turn down a quarter billion dollars so he can go play what in San Francisco somewhere for less on a team that uh, probably won't be as good well or they might be better but they don't need him as much right well right you know he, it's like he, the Durant he thing he won't mean as much to the team He'll, you'll never get if if you're searching for the the quote-unquote your your due you're never going to get it by taking that route mm-hmm. You know, one, it's the same thing with LeBron. The one in Cleveland is bigger deal than the two in Miami. Sure. And if he ever won one in Milwaukee, it would be much bigger than anywhere else. So. All right, exhibition games start already next week. Bucks got a couple of them. Uh, we get to put those on the air. That's if the Brewers aren't playing. Oh, nice. so, so we'll nice. see. Um, Do you want to hit the, the yeah. college thing yep. real quick? We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up with this. And you've been following a little more than I have. I printed the article out. I was going to mention it on the air today, but I just didn't have time with all the, the Packers and, and Badgers and um, and Brewers stuff that I was talking about. But, I mean, a relatively big thing in California that is basically a ruling now that says college players can profit from their likeness. Right. It's not schools paying the players which a lot of people are are misconstruing. They're mm-hmm. saying, well, now players are getting paid. Eh, they're getting paid, but not by schools. Right. If So now, basically, if the quarterback at USC, and I'm just making this up, mm-hmm. wants to go out to a mall in California, in L.A., and put on a table and put up a sign that says, autographs $20, pictures $10, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Before, you couldn't. Right. So anybody that wants to go out and say, I want to make an appearance at a car dealership that wants me to come, and they're going to pay me 100 bucks to show up for a couple hours, and I'm going to come in glad hand and kiss babies and shake hands. They can do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have come out, and I was actually surprised Barry Alvarez did in what he did yesterday, basically saying that now that players are going to be compensated in California, we are not scheduling any more teams from there. And he's not the only person that has said that, uh, athletic director-wise, because, yeah, it's basically, you would be you might as well schedule Platteville because the game would mean as much. It wouldn't factor into any BCS or or bowl rankings or AP rankings, any of that. Um, I'm very conflicted on this whole thing, and I have been for several years. You you and I talked about it on many a road trip. Yeah. I, I am I'm I'm not in favor of paying the players from the university or the athletic department. No, I'm I'm not in favor of that because there really is no equitable way you can do that. Correct. It's almost it's virtually impossible. It's not about can they afford it? Of course they can afford it. Athletic departments yes. are in the black it's, constantly. It's a matter of making it equitable for not only all of the players on 
one team, but, but all got, the players of all the teams of all the different sports correct. of both Track genders. and field, soccer, lacrosse, It's impossible. Whatever. It's yes. impossible. And, yep. and who's going to come up with the pay, pay scale? scale? It's impossible. Yes. Um, I'm fine to a point with this likeness thing. I like the fact that, you know, I was talking to uh, our buddy Joe Robinson mm-hmm. who used to work for the Badgers today, and we were just chatting a little bit about it. I like the fact that Josh Gosser, who was a, a player on the Badger basketball team, um, was never going to be a professional, was never going to make money playing basketball. I'm okay with the fact that if he wants to go to Zimbrick on a Saturday and sign some 8 by 10 glossies and sell them for 10 bucks a pop and put the money in his pocket, I'm on board with that. If by allowing this thing to happen, it means that we get video games back, I'm cool with that. What I don't like and what is concerning is how do we prevent the guy that owns Zimbrick from then saying to Greg Gard, when you go recruit this kid, here's $100,000 that you can give him from me as a booster for whatever purpose. How is that going to be legislated out? And some people would say, well, they already do that in the SEC. Okay, well, now they're going to do it 10 times more. Yes. You think you couldn't compete with Alabama on the recruiting trail for football before? How about now, Wait till now. Yes. You think you couldn't compete with Duke on the basketball? I mean, these a, a place like Duke, they print money. How is Marquette or UW-Green Bay or, shit, even Clemson? How are they going to compete with these teams financially? And you're going to have unintended consequences. I think you're going to have the scheduling problem that you talked about. Some of these teams are going to get left out in the cold. I think it will. you will see a dip in the fandom. I really do. I know a lot of people that watch college sports specifically for the amateurism. They feel like once the athlete is paid, it's not is pure. Maybe they don't give, maybe they don't go across the line a little bit as much as they would because you're some kid from Shawano who's on a scholarship for the Badgers. I think you would alienate a lot of people if these guys are getting checks cut for playing. Mm -hmm. It it offends, it it offends a lot of people. I got a, I got an uncle that was a doctor at Madison. He got his degree from Madison. Paying football players offends him. It offends his sensibilities. Him and I have gone back and forth on that many times because he's an egghead and doesn't understand it <laughs> from the perspective that we're coming from. Right. But I just feel like there's so many things that haven't even come up yet. You know, and, and the media is extremely culpable in this. You got people like Stephen A. Smith and Jay Billis that are constantly going on Twitter yep. and they're going on national uh, TV and they're, they're ragging on the NCAA. You got people like, woke LeBron James and his woke shop HBO show with woke ass Gavin Newsom, who has got the worst shit filled state in the, in the union, but he's all worried about whether or not the the lineman on UCLA gets paid for his pitcher. I don't, I don't get that, but that's another conversation. Everybody is drawn to those people because they're famous. We're, we're, we're in the culture worship of famous people. And if LeBron says it, well then it has to be the right way but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Everybody always leans on the free education should be enough. But what people I don't think realize they don't dive deeper into it is how restrictive the NCAA is with athletes. Mm -hmm. 
you get a stipend that usually isn't enough. You got room and board, you got food, you got, and you are, you are not allowed to work Correct. to make extra money. So and either, you only, and you have a set amount of hours that you can even pr- practice or right. work out a week. So if you're not making, if you can't live within those means that are set for you, that's too bad. You can't go earn money. You can't deliver pizzas in the off season when you're not training. Mm-hmm. You can't work. Mm-hmm. They don't allow you to do it. Right. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm a little bit conflicted in that I don't think you should be prevented from making money and earning a little bit of a living even if you're getting a free education, you know? Because, yeah, yeah, if you're a poor kid from, right. from South Alabama – whether or not you get a free education, it doesn't help you eat. No, it doesn't. And okay, now I got a tear in my in my nice shirt. I got to go buy a replacement. I don't have the money to do it, right? Because I don't need to go. I want to take my girlfriend to a movie, right? You know, don't, don't have the money to yeah. do it, and I can't go work an extra shift, or I can't put any o- in, in any overtime. I'm very sympathetic to that. Yeah, I can't do that. On the other hand, with this California thing, it's gonna turn into a little bit of the wild west. Mm-hmm. In there's no rules, there's no oversight, there's not there's not a whole lot of restrictions on what you can and can't do now. And you know there are people that are out there that are going to be talking to these athletes that are saying, here's what you can do. They're yeah. going to be working for, for them, sure. and it's not going to be in the best interest of college sports. 100% agree. And I think that what the the powers that be in California, I think they've jumped the gun a little bit. I think that they haven't weighed all of the consequences and they're falling back on public opinion. That's why that dude went on LeBron's show and signed the bill on the show show. to make it a spectacle. Yes, It got LeBron looks on his show and it got the governor of California a bunch of pats on the back from the people that hate the NCAA. And we can wrap up on this, but one thing I was saying to Joe, you know, it's really weird now how many people hate the NCAA. That was never the case when we were kids. No. When we were younger, we didn't hear that. Nope. And, you know. Now I, they're I, public I, enemy number yeah, they, one. they are. And I understand times have changed and there's there's more money in it today than there was yes. in the 90s. I get that. But, like, you know, some of my fondest sports memories are of when I was a kid watching a college football game on a Saturday. I'll remember the the Miami-Florida State Wars in the early 90s. Those were great. Uh, March Madness, some of the upsets and Final Fours and NCAA tournament games, the... You know, the I remember it was my eleventh birthday party, uh, was the night that Leitner hit the shot against Kentucky. You know, that stuff is on the verge of eventually going away because mm-hmm. if you start paying these guys and they're gonna be classified as professionals, March Madness ain't gonna be the same. No. It's just not. It's gonna get even more corporate than it is. And, you know, frankly, that's what the NBA is. If I wanna watch that, I'm gonna watch guys that are better. Right. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch LeBron and Harden and Giannis. I'm not gonna watch some six foot one white kid from <laughs> Green Bay Preble. You know what? What does that do for me? No, no. So I don't know. It's all right. It's interesting, man, and and it's not gonna be the last we hear about it. No, nope. that's for certain. All but right, you know we, what? You and I both. Yes. If we get college football back on PlayStation, I'm fine with that. Fine. I, I might just waive my right to complain about everything else <laughs> if I can have that back. 
That is the intentional foul for this week. It's a good place to uh, wrap up. We're about uh, about 20 minutes, uh, no, about half an hour away from first pitch in D.C., Brewers and Nationals. We'll be back next week. A programming note, we'll have to record on Tuesday again. I got something going on Monday. I'm giving you a week's notice. Okay. Appreciate that. Instead, Appreciate of, that. instead of 24 hours or less. I may uh, I may come out this weekend. Uh, to, uh, I may end up going to game three of the Brewers, which I think is Sunday. Okay. Um, if that doesn't happen, I may this weekend try to uh, get a little basketball little something NBA. out. Okay. Yeah, we didn't touch on that too much. And there's sure. Kind of a lot going on, right. and I know that's not your specialty, so... I can I can go go, go solo if I have All to. Right. So. Again, we appreciate you listening, downloading, and subscribing. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. From Studio B, I'm Josh. Dan. All right. We will talk to you next time. Go Brew Crew. <laughs>